Welcome to A Star Witness. Hello everyone, this is Kayla bringing another episode and before we get started we shall have a word of prayer. So with that let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for all of what you do for us for life and health and for the wonderful resources that we take advantage of on a daily basis food and clothes and air and water and sunshine and all of the other many wonderful blessings you give us lord we thank you for giving us all of these things and for helping them to be a benefit for us so that we can be of the best health to serve you help us to always learn and grow more and we thank you and praise you for all you've done for us we ask all these things in your precious holy wonderful son's name amen Amen. And today I have with me my mother, Renee. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. Good to be here. It's good to have you. And today we are going to be talking about the benefits of water. So that is going to be very interesting. So with that, let's get into it, shall we? Yes. Well, the first thing I want to bring up is the Bible. And Ezekiel says, Thou shalt also drink water from time to time shalt thou drink. And that's chapter 4, verse 11. And then in the Spirit of Prophecy and Ministry of Healing, it says, Disease is an effort of nature to free the system from conditions that result from a violation of the laws of health. One of the laws of health is to drink water. So that's how that fits in here. Continuing on, in case of sickness, the cause should be ascertained, unhelpful conditions should be changed, wrong habits corrected, then nature is to be assisted in her effort to expel impurities and to reestablish right conditions in the system. And then the next paragraph says, pure air, sunlight, abstemiousness, rest, exercise, proper diet, the use of water, trust in divine power, these are the true remedies. Every person should have a knowledge of nature's remedial agencies and how to apply them. It is essential both to understand the principles involved in the treatment of the sick and to have a practical training that will enable one rightly to use this knowledge. Yes, we are to educate ourselves and not only that, but we have to live in harmony with the laws of health, which we're told in CG 361.2. Yes, we need to become more intelligent in regard to the laws of life. Love and Manuscript Release 187 paragraph 3 says, but why would that be? Well, when we educate people in the laws of life so that they may know how to preserve their health, which is found in MM 259.3, and it is the duty of every person for his own sake and for the sake of humanity to inform himself in regard to the laws of life and conscientiously to obey them, which is in MH 128.1. Right, and true religion and the laws of health go hand in hand, we're told, in Seven Testimonies, page 137, paragraph 1. Also, KC says you are to apply the laws of life and health to your own case in violating the laws of health even in doing the service of God, you misrepresent your maker. So, wow, we can even be doing God's work and violate the laws of health. Yeah, even when we are doing the Lord's work, we also need to take care of ourselves. That doesn't mean we let our health go because we're serving the Lord. We have to watch out for our health even more so. 
Right, and I know someone personally who did that, and it was, um, she got very, very sick. And she ended up dying as a result. Yes. There's other leaders in our church who have admitted to being so busy in ministry and doing this and that and staying up too late and, and letting their health go, and they've had some severe health issues as well. Right. Well, a lot of people say that they don't like water and that they can't stand drinking it. Yes. But water is nature's number one natural source for quenching thirst. Nothing else quenches the thirst like water. That's right. Humans and animals and plant life all alike cannot live without water. I mean, if only you could feel the effects of not drinking water. Only a couple of days without it and you feel parched. You just want to drink water water. Yet on a daily basis, like we said, most people don't drink it and are deficient because of it. I could never go a couple days without water. I crave it. First thing I wake up, it's like I use a restroom and the next thing on my mind is get some water. (laughs) Yeah, me too. My mouth is so dry from sleeping all night. I'm like, I am thirsty. (laughs) Right. Well, you know, approximately 85 to 90% of people do not get enough water and it results in many of the common ailments of today. And most of those ailments can be helped simply by increasing the amount of water they would drink, as well as drinking the proper type of water. If your lips get dry or your urine has a yellowish or darker color, those are very good signs that you are already extremely dehydrated. The color of your urine should be clear or pale. Now, there's a really good book out if you want to read it. It's called Your Body's Many Cries for Water, and you can Google that on Amazon and look for that. You know, the body is 80% water, we're told. That's amazing. It just, it doesn't seem like that because all we feel is flesh and hardness and skin but 80% water it's like wow that's that's quite a bit we need a lot of water and water is a chemical compound and with the chemical formula that we are all familiar with H2O it's tasteless and odorless and without any color it is the basic fluid of all living organisms which is really fascinating yes it is that is very fascinating and in Amos chapter 8 verse 11 it's says his water shall be sure so we need to teach the people that it's better to know how to keep well than how to cure disease councils on health tells us that page 135 also mh 237.1 says in health and in sickness pure water is one of heaven's choicest blessings it is the beverage which god provided to quench the thirst of animals and man drunk freely it helps to supply the necessities of the system and assist nature to resist disease. That is fascinating. Yes, it sure is. Wow. One of heaven's choicest blessings. I was just going to say the same (laughs) thing. Wow, that's amazing. Now, Medical Ministry, page 230 says, I am to place myself in the most favorable condition under the doctors God has provided, pure air, pure water, and the healing precious sunlight. So three good doctors that God gave us is fresh air, pure water, and sunshine. Now, it's interesting that she makes this distinction of pure water. So why should we drink pure water? Well, we're going to get into that in a little bit. 
but we're told to drink pure soft water and we're also told that if those who are afflicted would assist nature in her efforts by the use of pure soft water much suffering would be prevented that's in councils on health page 61. first we're going to talk about what pure water does okay so pure water to drink and fresh air to breathe invigorates the vital organs and purifies the blood it also helps nature in her tasks of overcoming the bad conditions of the system which we're told about in ML 139.3. Right, and it also helps to supply the necessities of the system and assist nature to resist disease, Ministry of Healing 237, paragraph 1. Another thing that is really interesting is that pure soft water is one of the most effective remedies for disease, and we're told that in MM 225.1. Right, and pure soft water will also help the sick get well. And we're told that thousands have died for want of pure water and pure air who might have lived. These blessings they need in order to become well. If they would become enlightened and let medicine alone and accustom themselves to outdoor exercise and to air in their houses summer and winter and use soft water for drinking and bathing purposes, they could be comparatively well and happy Instead of dragging out a miserable existence, that's Councils on Diet and Foods, page 419. Wow, wow, wow. Just from water. That's amazing. I mean, a lot of people, unfortunately, have to um, bathe in tap water that has a bunch of chlorine and other harsh chemicals in the water. And it just does horrible things to the skin and to the hair and to the body itself because it gets into your your system when you have it on your skin it just gets into your bloodstream and it causes a lot of health problems for a lot of people well we've experienced it with our hair firsthand so that is very true that we need soft water yeah the hair gets all dry and brittle and not fun to deal with at all <laughs> so how often should we drink water well we should be drinking freely of water all the time i mean your body craves water on a consistent basis so if you go for a long time without it it's not going to be good on your body right we don't want to drink gallons and gallons of it either we can drink too much water that's not good either so there there is a formula that people can go by and most people think they drink enough water but really they don't and as a result they're dehydrated and so they don't drink enough water or they're not drinking it properly what the, that's right there's a right way and a wrong way to drink water so to ensure people are not only getting enough water but they're drinking it the right way there's a formula and we're going to go over that now so number one upon rising adults should drink 16 ounces of water and you will drink this within the first hour after rising this is to replace all of the fluid that everyone loses in the morning and to make your morning water even better you can try adding the juice of one to two lemons very important too to add that lemon so what you do then is you weigh yourself and you take your weight and divide it by two so let's just make this easy if you weigh 100 pounds and divide that by two that's 50 so then you would drink 50 ounces of water during the day but you don't want to drink it all at once so what you do is you um, divide that by 14 
because you're supposed to be up 16 hours a day, but you subtract an hour for the first hour in the morning because you already drank your lemon water, and then you don't want to drink an hour before bed. So if you divide that 50 ounces divided by the 14 hours you're supposed to be awake, that means you would drink three and a half ounces of water per hour. That's not a lot. People think, oh, I can't drink all that water. That's way too much. But when you divide it out like this, it's very easy. So three and a half ounces of water per hour is nothing. That's not even a half a cup because there's eight ounces in a cup. So four ounces would be a half a cup. And this is 3.5 ounces. So if you have to drink less than a half a cup, Per hour, that's real easy. Well, of course, not everyone weighs 100 pounds, but this is just an example. But even if you weighed 200 pounds, it still would be a cup an hour, you know, or a little less. And that's not hard to do. So you can take your weight and figure this out very easily and just sip it too. Don't gulp it because if you gulp it, it's going to go right through you. And so by drinking water this way, you're not only getting enough, but you're drinking it properly. Most people will wait like two hours before they even take their first drink of water for the day. And then they're already dehydrated. And so when they drink, they gulp their water down because they're really thirsty. And then that causes the water to go right through you, still leaving you dehydrated. So by drinking the water every hour and sipping on it, you help your body to absorb it and store the water instead of it all being flushed out. So yes, of course, you're still going to use the restroom because you're drinking water, but you're not going to have it all be wasted. Your body's going to absorb it. So anyway, that's the best way to drink water. And that's what I learned in my medical missionary training. And that was from some water experts that the teacher that taught me learned it. That's what I do. And it works real well. Now, when do you drink your water, Kayla? Well, you drink it throughout the day, but especially we have to drink it before or after a meal and not during a meal. Because when you drink during a meal, something happens to your stomach and we're gonna find out what that happens. But let's read this quote first in CD 420.1. If anything is needed to quench thirst, pure water drunk some little time before or after the meal is all that nature requires. Okay, and people will ask me, well, what's some little time before? Well, if we do further research in this Bird of Prophecy, we see that Sister White finished her breakfast and a half an hour, well, 35 minutes later, she was drinking tea. So we figure a little time before is 30 minutes. So go by 30 minutes. A lot of people teach hour and a half, two hours. That is wrong. You drink 30 minutes before your meal and 30 minutes after your meal. So that's really easy to do because 30 minutes is not a long time to wait. And if you're drinking your water properly before you eat, you're not going to be thirsty during that meal and have to guzzle water down while you're eating like so many people do. In fact, she says that that drafts of clear hot water taken before eating, like half a quart more or less, will never do any harm, but will rather be productive of good. Right, that'll get those digestive juices going and ready. And we're also not to drink water ice cold or with our meals, as you stated earlier. And the quote says in Councils on Health, page 119, paragraph two, many make a mistake in drinking cold water with their meals. Food should not be washed down. Taken with meals, the water diminishes the flow of the saliva, and the colder the water, the greater the injury to the stomach. 
Ice water or ice lemonade taken with meals will arrest digestion until the system has imparted sufficient warmth to the stomach to enable it to take up its work again. Now, we know the temperature inside the stomach is 98.6. That's the average temperature. So when you're drinking ice cold water, your body's got to warm that up to 98.6. And that can take a, quite a while of work. And it does interfere with digestion. Yeah, and it's interesting how much goes into this how much it impairs our digestion when we do this and a lot of people unfortunately always drink with their meals and they're just basically drowning their food right just not healthy because it makes the body have to work so hard to get rid of all that liquid and warm it up and you just need to drink your water before so you're not thirsty when you eat now you know it might take some time to get used to they chew too fast too and they don't chew enough and and let the saliva do its work to swallow they gulp their food down and eat too fast and don't chew well so then they're thirsty it's something that people have to work on yes it's a habit that you have to retrain yourself to do and now let's talk about the diseases related to not drinking enough water oh wow there's a lot (laughs) yes and let's dig right into it there's allergies arthritis asthma, back pain, blood clots, high blood pressure, and high blood sugar, chest pain, and constipation. Then there's diabetes, dry eyes, dry hair, dry mouth, dry skin, fast heart rate, fatigue, headaches, heartburn, hiatal hernia, and hiccups. You also have kidney problems, migraines, mucus buildup, muscle pain, nausea and vomiting during the first trimester of pregnancy, and much, much more. Now, I think it's a very interesting. One of the things that many people complain about the most, I think, is migraines. That's the most noticeable one. And so many people have this problem and they don't realize what's causing their migraines. Right. And maybe if they were to just get on this water program, their migraines would be significantly reduced. I'm sure other things might be causing and going into that factor of having migraines, but that is why we have to eat right and drink right, exercise right, get all of the natural doctors. Right. Many, many migraines could be prevented if people would just drink their water. And now I'm going to give a little tip here. If you do get a migraine, what you need to do is get an eight ounce measuring cup of water and drink it down. This time you gulp it. 10 minutes later, drink another one. 10 minutes later, another one. And keep doing this till the migraine is gone or up to an hour and a half. And it has never failed if people have done it right. That's a remedy for a migraine. That's amazing. And we're also told that the external use of water is one of the easiest and most satisfactory ways of regulating the circulation of the blood, which is found in MH 237.1. This is really true. Water is a natural remedy that we don't use enough, that people don't even realize anymore. Like it's a forgotten art nowadays. People don't use it in the right ways. I remember an injury that I had many years ago now when I was in the mission field. I burned my hand really badly. Badly. And I tried 
a bunch of other natural remedies that I knew, aloe vera, lavender, calendula cream, all of the things that are supposed to help, charcoal poultice, and none of it stopped the burning. Well, in the islands, many people do this because they don't have all of the things that we have here. And so the island people, when they get burned, they run into the ocean because the salt water and the cold water help stop the burning and it calms it down. So what the woman, the leader told me to do and what she helped me to do is she got a big, huge bucket, filled it with cold water, put some salt in there and I stuck my hand in there and let it rest for many, many hours until finally the burning stopped and I didn't feel any pain. And it was the only thing that relieved my pain was this bucket of cold salt water and it water, was amazing water is amazing there's many many things that water will do instead of running to drugs and over-the-counter pills and things like that we can do water treatments for many things that will help you to feel better there's a book called how to live that's the very first um health book that sister white wrote and she highly endorsed the reading of this book and she gave it to all new believers and dr jackson he had some lectures on the use of water upon the human body and uh, it was published in the laws of life for april back in 1860 so we're going to talk now about the quality of water to be used water to be of the highest benefit when used either by the healthy or the sick should be pure and soft by purity i mean freedom from impregnation by mineral substances or earthly salts or the infusion of vegetable matter either or all of which render it more or less unfit for external or internal application. There never was a greater mistake in the use of an agent whose natural and ordinary effect is to promote human health than is made by those who are led to believe that water impregnated with earthy and medicinal substances is more beneficial than water which is entirely free from them. So that means, I'm going to pause here, no putting Epsom salt in the water because that is an earthly salt. So we're not supposed to put that. Many, many people say, oh, I'm going to go take a bath and put Epsom salt in it. Well, according to the prophet, we shouldn't be doing that. Okay, carrying on says, hence the popular belief that to wash the body in medicated water or to use it as a drink is superior to the use of pure water leads to most doleful results. Water, therefore, which is to be used for bathing or for drinking purposes should be as free from all substances which do not enter essentially into its composition as it is possible to obtain it. Hence, in addition to its purity, it should be soft. Now, if you want to have a bath and relax your muscles, that's fine. And maybe even if you find a good sea salt, you could add some of that into the water to make it nice and soft and add some essential oils to help relax your muscles. All of those things are fine to do. Just that hard, earthy salt is what's going to affect and make it worse, whether we realize it or not. We might get some benefits, but then the bad outweighs the good type of situation. And the book continues with this. Hard water is neither fit to use as a detergent nor as a diluent. Its unfitness for external use upon the body is readily perceived by whoever applies it for any length of time. For the skin which in its healthy conditions is soft and velvety to the touch and feels to one who has the sense of touch nicely developed as if it were covered with oil and then rubbed with the softest material till it is polished like mahogany. When it is washed for any length of time in 
hard water loses that softness and acquires in its stead a roughness and harshness which is very unpleasant to the sight and to the touch. Housewives who have their hands much in water know the difference between the effects upon their skin of hard and soft water. In one instance, the skin of the hands becomes dry and readily cracks, making them sore. And in the other, the hands are soft, the skin is pliable and smooth. It is a very great mistake, therefore, on the part of persons who are in health ever to use hard water for purposes of bathing. And this is very true. I have seen this and have experienced this for myself when I've been washing dishes. You can feel the difference in your hands between soft and hard water and on your skin too. You just start feeling rough and your hair feels dry like we said and brittle and you just don't feel as good but then when you bathe in that soft good water and you wash dishes in that soft water your hands don't hurt your hair is nice and soft and your body feels the difference oh it sure does and I remember too since I have natural curly hair and and you do too if I wash my hair in hard water I can't even brush through my hair no how no way but if I wash my hair in soft water I can brush through my hair without conditioner but I do use conditioner because I need it but I'm just saying that's how much of a difference it makes from hard water to soft water that's why many of the shampoo companies add all of the stuff that they add to it because of the water takes out so much of your hair so that's why they add all of these chemicals upon chemicals upon chemicals so that women can still have that voluptuous hair that they want while they're still having to shower under such harsh water now we're going to talk about water as a drink it is not only for its effects upon the skin and indirectly upon the organs lying immediately subjacent to the skin that water should be pure and soft. But if possible, its effects upon the internal structure of the body, when taken as a drink, render more imperatively necessary that pure and soft water should be used. 80% of the human creature is made up of water, as we stated earlier. Thus, if you take a person weighing 100 pounds and place him where all the fluids in his body shall be removed, and you have left the actual dry material of which he is composed, he will be reduced in weight to just 20 pounds. Now, for all this organic use, this great life-sustaining purpose, nothing but pure water, will serve, just to the degree that there is in it any material which does not enter essentially into the formation of this remarkable substance. It is spoiled for the uses to which we wish to put it. You can have no lime, soda, magnesia, arsenic, sulfur, nor any other medicinal substances in it, nor the essences of vegetable substance without rendering it unfit for the purpose for which it's intended in the great constructive policy of nature as applied to the human body. I wish to call your attention to the unfitness of all waters which are simply hard for use as drink and for the purposes of cookery. Now, if you think about hard water, if you've ever had a glass shower doors, which we do, and the people who lived here before we did didn't have soft water, The shower doors are all full of hard water marks and we can't get them off. I've tried everything. So think about that. If you're drinking that, that's going in your body. That does not sound appealing whatsoever. No. And no single point is there need of enlightenment more than on this, of the superior quality of soft over hard water as a hygienic 
agent. Not only is hard water productive in many instances of diseased kidneys, irritation of the bladder, mucus, dyspepsia, and scrofulous development, but as I have said before, its effects on the skin are to leave it rough, causing it to put on a dry, scaly appearance, making it to crack, and its effects on the mucous membrane are even worse, creating an irritation of that texture, serving to introduce dyspeptic conditions, sore throat, nasal catarrh, inactivity of the liver, costiveness, piles, and headaches. Wow, that's a lot of stuff going on there with that hard water. No kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Now, continuing on, it says, we who are so artificially educated in all that pertains to the nicety of perception by the special senses know very little of the instinctive dislike which the unperverted taste would show toward hard water as a drink. The animals might teach us on this point, horsemen who study the natural conditions of their horses and seek to preserve their health are very particular in procuring soft water for them to drink. They, having been taught that the taste of the horse is so perfect and nice in this matter as to cause him, even when thirsty, to refuse to drink at hard water springs and go for miles till he can find soft water. (laughs) Note to self, bring a horse with you when you want to find soft water. (laughs) That's amazing. They They would rather thirst, be thirsty, and not have any drink at all, then drink hard water. Yeah, animals can teach us a lot of lessons. Sure can. Besides, horsemen say that the remote effects of hard water as a drink for the horse are that instead of a glossy, sleek appearance of the hair, which the horse shows when in the habit of drinking soft water, there arises a starring, dry, and apparently half-deadened condition of the hair and skin, making the grooming of the animal doubly difficult. So even in horses, you have that dry, harsh hair and skin condition that we've been talking about over and over again. Right. I wonder if it does it to cows, too. (laughs) It probably does it to all living creatures. When you inhale it and when it becomes a part of your system, it changes your system. Like with anything that we consume or our skin comes in contact with, it inevitably makes itself into the bloodstream and therefore it changes your body. Right. And it continues. I am satisfied that right views and a practical reformation on this point on the part of the people would do much toward introducing them to better conditions of health. Even though other things should remain as at present, and I should advise every family who may read this lecture and who use hard water either for drink or for culinary purposes to take measures immediately to supply themselves with soft water in abundant quantities. And if it can only be obtained by being caught in reservoirs as it falls from the clouds to filter it before it is used, filtered rainwater is perfectly unobjectionable as a drink and an expenditure of from five to twenty dollars in the purchase of a filter would secure to any family in this land the means of purifying all the water they might need for drink and for cooking purposes well nowadays it's not going to be five to ten dollars but you can get it fairly reasonable filters at places yeah this was written back in 1865 (laughs) so times have changed (laughs) prices gone up (laughs) 
Also, if you can't afford a filter system or to buy a filter system on Amazon, because they do offer that, that you can put your water in it and it filters through and changes it. If you can't afford to do that, then you might have to go to the store and buy cases of water. And that can get expensive. So maybe start while you are buying bottles of water, start putting a little bit of your money aside every month and then eventually you'll be able to afford a filter system for your water that you at least drink and cook with if you can't do it for your bathing purposes. Well many years ago when we bought our house in Wisconsin and we moved there it was it was in a small little town but it was still city water and it tasted good and so I didn't hook up our water purifier because we had a purifying system that I had that I had but I didn't hook it up because I thought oh this water tastes good and then I started getting sick and I was getting sick a lot and I didn't get sick very often and I was talking to my dad on the phone and he said are you still drinking pure water and I said no we haven't hooked it up you know because the water here tastes great he says you need to hook it up that's why you're getting sick so I listened and we hooked it up and sure enough that was it I was drinking that yucky city water with all the chloride and fluoride and all those chemicals in it and it was making me sick hey with COVID going around we especially need to drink that good pure soft water because then it would help instead of hinder a lot of reasons that people get sick nowadays is because of their water and they don't even realize it well the system we had back then was a kind of a slow thing we had a big five gallon jug that we had to sit on the counter and hook it up to the sink and we'd have to do it overnight while we were sleeping because it took so long to fill that jug and so what we decided to do was to you know, call a water company and we had them come out and put in a water softener and we got reverse osmosis system put in our house and we were drinking pure soft water. Now, so, not everybody can do that when they rent a place, but talk to your landlord. Maybe he'd be willing to do it. And also do your research online. Uh, you can buy little filter shower heads that changes the water that you can attach as your shower head. And you can also buy filters that attach to your water system. So you have to do your research, Google it online. There's many places that offer good water filter systems or to set up for your whole house to be soft water. And some of these companies are Berkey Water Filter, Culligan Water Systems, Echo Water Systems, Kinetco Water Systems, Life Source Water Systems, Pelican Water Systems, and Pro Water Solutions, just to name a few. But there are many small companies in your area that might do the same thing and for a cheaper price. So make sure you do your research. Well, that's what we did. We called Culligan and we only had a two gallon tank and that was nowhere near enough with four children home at the time and us so then we called and switched out our tank to a much bigger tank to 10 gallons and that worked perfectly fine then we've been using that for years and then when we moved out here in the country we had well water so we were drinking the well water thinking that we didn't need the water purified well that was a mistake found out that the water did need to be purified so had our system hooked back up our landlord put in a water softener because I complained to him that water was making our skin dry and our hair was getting all weird and stuff from the water and he had a guy come out and test our water and found out it was very hard and he put it in for us so that was a blessing from the Lord so we now have soft water and our purifying system hooked up 
So we have pure soft water, and what a blessing it is. It was such a blessing that he did that for us. I mean, and not everybody is going to have that. Right. But, you know, do the best that you can, and the Lord will bless you. Well, even if you have to buy it yourself, it can always be removed if you have to move and taken out. Yes. So if you rent a house or something somewhere, your landlord won't do it. You can have it put in and pay for it, and you can also have it removed when you leave. Anyway, you know, find out what systems set up for the whole house and how long they last and what the warranty is, and do they have to be replaced, or can only the filter be replaced, and do they have wholesale options. And a lot of these companies, they'll let you make payments too. You, they don't make you pay it all up front. Our system, we have to change the filters. We usually once a year, it can go a little longer depending on how much water you use. There's three filters. Then there's one main big huge uh, charcoal filter which gets changed every five years. So it's really not expensive when you go out and buy a bottle water like Kayla said. That that gets very expensive. You don't think it's much when you just figure oh it's pennies a bottle but when you add it up over time it adds up to be quite expensive. And I use pure soft water for cooking too. All my cooking, everything. The only thing I don't use it for is if I'm canning because the water doesn't get in the food, I just use it in the canner. Or washing dishes, we don't care about that. But now we, we do have soft water for washing dishes. It's just not pure. But the pure water that I use is always for anything that we cook and always for anything that we drink. I also wanted to let you all know that a friend of mine called a water company and she wanted to know the difference between distilled and soft and hard water. Now hard water has lots of minerals that are not natural and distilled doesn't have any minerals. All the minerals have been removed. So you don't want to drink distilled water. Distilled water is not good water to drink. There's an article from Amazing Discoveries about distilled water and the harmful effects it has on the body. So whenever we have a question on how things should naturally be, it's good to just look to nature. Where is good water found? It's found in brooks and streams and they have rocks that the water flows over and the rocks are the filtering system. This is where you can find soft water. But rocks have certain minerals and distilling removes the good stuff from the water, not just the bad. So alkaline water makes your stomach too alkaline when it shouldn't be so it can properly break down food. Soft water is surface water that contains low concentrations of ions and in particular is low in ions of calcium and magnesium. So soft water naturally occurs where rainfall in the drainage basin of rivers are formed of hard, impervious, and calcium poor rocks. It doesn't say zero concentration of ions but low in ions and distilled gets rid of it all. So don't drink distilled water because that is not the water that you want to drink. You want to drink pure soft water like the prophet said. Now some of the pioneers do mention distilled water and others mention soft water but the spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus, Sister White, she mentioned soft 53 times. So we need to stick with the spirit of prophecy. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Well, if you think about it, you're drinking the water, you're using it for cooking, and all of that adds up. And especially on a daily basis when we are using this 
it, it kind of <laughs> doesn't work on the long-term basis. That's why I said if you have to start with that, that's fine. But then set aside money, if you can, every single week or month and just put a little money aside so eventually you can afford something of your own. If you have to give up TV, what do people pay monthly for direct TV or some of that stuff? Sacrifice something else, going out to eat, whatever, and put that money aside and save to get soft water. We see all of the benefits that soft water has. So it's definitely something that is going to be better for your health in the long term and just better all around for sickness, for health, for all of those things. We need water to survive and we need good, pure, soft water. Right. And I mentioned earlier to get that book called Your Body's Many Cries for Water. Also, you're not sick, you're thirsty, and it's by a doctor, and his name is, I can't pronounce, but I will spell it, it's B-A-T-M-A-N-G-H-E-L-I-D-J. That's the person who wrote these books, and they're excellent books. Yes, and we are to study and teach the laws of preventive medicine, and one of the medicines is water. And the quote in Medical Ministry, page 22, says this, There is now positive need, even with physicians, reformers in the line of treatment of disease that greater painstaking effort be made to carry forward and upward the work for themselves and to interestingly instruct those who look to them for medical skill to ascertain the cause of their infirmities. They should call their attention in a special manner to the laws which God has established, which cannot be violated with impunity. They dwell much on the working of disease, but do not, as a general rule, arouse the attention to the laws which must be sacredly and intelligently obeyed to prevent disease. So if you think that not having pure soft water is important, think again. You're right. You will suffer the consequences of it and probably already are, but very, very important to get pure soft water. And some of the things that are causing your sickness or your problems might be because of the water that you're using. Absolutely. Because like I said, years ago, when we lived in Wisconsin and bought our first house, that's exactly what happened to me. Now that we have shared the truth with you, make sure to study it out for yourselves and to share it with others because we share because we care. And we want to educate people so that they can have the best health. The Lord gave us all of this information because he loves us and he wants us to have the best of health. Amen. 3 John 2 says, I wish above all things that thou prosper and may be in health. And that's true. Yes. God wants us in health, and that's why he's given us all this wonderful information. But thank you for having me today, Kayla. I, that's all the information I have for you on water. Thank you for coming on and sharing all that you know. I really appreciate it. And I want to say, remember what it says in Matthew 5, 16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So with all of this being said, let your light so shine so that you are a star witness for the Lord.